When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, listen, three points in the gaff. Three of us in here today. You get me like me, Pundit J. I've got J. Marty Stretford Paddock, big Manchester United fan from the red side. And we've got Mike's blue City fan, do you know what I mean? So listen, how are we feeling, lads? Mike's, did you have a good breakfast this this, this morning or what? Yeah, fine. Why, 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 why are you asking that? <laughs> why are you asking that? Come on, son. This guy. Hey, listen, do you know what it is, people? Yeah, to you listening, these men take the piss out of me because I have my pen and my paper and I'm organised and all that. Do you get me? But listen, let's just get straight into it, yeah? Um, this week, it's been a bit of a funny week, isn't it? Especially on the blue half of Manchester. Um, Pep Guardiola's made his comments and all that um, towards the fans after the game in the Champions League game against Leipzig. So, I don't know what you boys are thinking. Me, personally, I'll give you my little view on it. Like, I heard these comments and I thought, uh, all right, Pep, why, like, what was the reason for saying that in it? Like, you're trying to highlight that there weren't enough fans in the stadium. You're trying to say that, what, the atmosphere weren't good. You're trying to say that you want noise against Southampton. I couldn't really understand what he was exactly trying to say. And then the next day, I thought, after the more I thought about it, I thought, no, I think he's a bit cheeky. I think he was a bit cheeky about it, you get me? Because I don't know if I've ever heard him call out Barcelona fans to come and watch Barcelona because they don't fill their 100,000 seat stadium every week. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know where he was going with it. I don't know what you boys think. Mike's, Wagwan? Um, from, from my perspective, I'd, he said what he said. I thought it was a bit, well, what, what's this about? It didn't bother me. I know there's a lot, of, a lot of City fans that have jumped online and are giving up what's it got to do with him. He needs to this working class that it's hard to get there on a Wednesday. But generally, for me, I heard the comments and thought similar, maybe a similar line to yourself there. I just thought, okay, we're a bad attendance. We're a bad attendance. Uh, you know, good result. And now that that then became the focus of what happened Wednesday, which is just crazy in itself. And that we've got off to a pretty good Champions League start. By a bit of dodgy defending to score six goals in European Champions League game, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're off for one, but he, I didn't hear anything about the game, to be fair. It was all about Pep talking about the fans and obviously the media and people have tried to turn this into a, a Pep versus the fans issue. It's not, it's just, it, it never is that. I, I, it's weird because City fans are kind of are different in it. We, um, so a manager can say one thing and the fans will react back and that. It, it's just like a relationship you have with like a family member, in it? Like, you know, mm. you, you are allowed to say stuff that people don't like, and we, we all get on with it. So I don't think anyone's been offended. That what is he called, Mister Kevin Parker, that got in the limelight a bit for coming back out and responding because <laughs> he's a member of the supporters club. But yeah, I think everyone had an opinion on it. I don't think anyone took anything too personal. I think 
the media and fans of other clubs want this to be a major issue there. Manager said something that's got the fans a bit prickly. Fans have responded. And then the managers, the managers kind of responded again. And it's, it's what it is in that. And obviously what didn't help was um, the game against Southampton. Calls for everyone to come down and then the team perform like that. But it, it is what it is, you know. I quite like the edginess, to be honest with you. Um, and if it, if but, it works but, out... But did you think there was anything wrong... On in the stadium, like, do you think there was reason for Pep to even mention about fans or anything along those lines? I, I didn't. Um, and why he felt the need to then? Because I'll tell you the truth, truth yeah. Mm. On midweek games, generally, anyway, um, our, our attendances can be up and down. It is what it is. And to be fair, I've never been one that's really fussed. So the fact that he's decided he's been here long enough for me to understand, um, when you comment around negatives around City that the media will pick up on it. Probably not even just City. I suppose it's probably with every big club um, or every club that's operating successful near the top. When there's a negative um, vibe around the place, the media will pick up on it. It's a story, isn't it? So the fact that it's come across like he's had a pop at the fans, it was an easy it was an easy spin for rival fans and, and the media. And yeah. why he's done it, I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to get at. Um, did he feel like people were going to turn up on Saturday and think, yeah, Pep said we need to be here and be more vocal, so that's what we're going to do. Don't really think it works like that City. I think City fans will look at games and pick on when they want to go. And, 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 and yeah, that's just how it goes, isn't it? It's, it's... Yeah. But in, 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 in a bit of a different crowd anyway, the Premier League matches to the Champions League crowd on a Wednesday or a Tuesday? Or, is it, or do you find it being the same kind of crowd? So in my experience, I think it is a completely different crowd. Not even just from Premier League to Champions League. I just think from midweek. To, um, to weekend, it's weird. Obviously, as you know, we've got the forty thousand season ticket holders there, and 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 we city don't have that thing where you, you if you're a season card holder, you have to be a cup scheme member as well. That's it's not a compulsory thing where yeah, so, yeah. So I've noticed when I go there on a Wednesday, it is you more what's the word I'm looking for? That crowd there that are fascinated by the Champions League and are still are quite in awe of it, and obviously you'll get. Quite a few of the hardcore members of City fans that still go and support the team, no matter who we're playing on a Wednesday um, or in midweek. But yeah, the crowd for me is slightly different. It's a, a bit of a Champions League crowd. The atmosphere is slightly different, as you know, as you'll know. There's no alcohol allowed in the ground on Champions League nights, so that I think that kind of adds to the fact that the atmosphere isn't as as pumped. Um, but it, yeah, it is what it is. Like I say, I'm, I'm not offended by Pep's comments. I did think when I heard him, I thought, "Well, don't think that's pretty. Well. Don't think that. I don't think why well, you're making an issue out of that." Um, and then obviously mm. fans have responded, and, and he's come back. But here's what it is. Yeah. How did you read it, Jay? From like a red side, like was you laughing your head off? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was a bit funny. Come on, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like you were, you know, this is a state that City fans get beaten with, and I know they stick up and say it's not the empty ad and all that stuff. A load of bollocks. But then when the manager's saying it. And I was like, right, he's saying to him, like, come down, come down to the game and, and all this. And you think, why is he saying that to him? Why has he got to say that to him? And yeah. then it didn't make any sense to me because I've seen City fans saying, hang on a minute, we sell out the Premier League games anyway. Fair enough for Champions League, there was like 20,000 that didn't go or whatever because of the Champions League stuff. But Premier League, we're always, you know, it's, it's in and around the capacity since we've been back in the stadium. So I don't, I, to me, it just it seemed unnecessary. I just don't get mm. the point because if you're saying to fans, come down on a Wednesday, uh, against Southampton and they're going to come anyway, then you don't really need to say it. And then, you, as, as Mike's mentioned, you've got Kevin Parker. I don't know Kevin. I've interviewed him a few times. 
but I think I don't think he did himself any favors with the way he went on. I think that was like Pep should stick to coaching sort of thing. You know, mm, there's only going to be one. Is that, is, that, is that what he said? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, yeah. I and see. Then that became another story. And then Pep Guardiola's responding to a fan who said this, and you think this is just silly. There's no need for any of this. Like, yeah. it's funny to me looking on the outside and thinking, yeah, you know I mean, like this is all they got to argue about. Let leave them to it. But why? Yeah. Why? You know, like what's that, what's it achieving? You don't like you don't need to say to the fans to come because they're already coming. Mm. It just creates this storm in a teacup. We'll have a little bit of fun with it. And you know, you know yourself, you've been at Old Trafford when the fans sing, Fergie's right, your fans are shite. When Fergie said he wanted a better atmosphere at Old Trafford, it just gives yeah, rival yeah. fans a stick to beat you with. And there's just no, there's no need for it. I personally think you might have hit the nail on the head, Pundit. I think because he's used to the Allianz Arena and um, the new Camp on a Champions League night being full, you know, you've been to them stadiums and there's nothing like it on a Champions League night when you've got the 80,000 or the 100,000. And he looks and he sees like 38,000, which is fair enough, but it's not the same, is it? And he might be a little bit miffed. But then yeah. calling out the fans and saying, come to the Southampton game still doesn't make any sense because that's yeah. got nothing to do with the Champions League. And I think that it just seemed like it was just unnecessary to me. It was, you know what I mean? Like, I think if he hadn't said anything, nothing would have changed. I don't think, and Mike's can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think any fans that weren't going to go to the Southampton game thought, well, we better go now. I just think yeah. it was just a bit pointless. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It was completely pointless, and that's and I think that's the point. And I think that's why some, as as you right rightly said, didn't it? Um, there's quite a, there's quite because a few city fans caught the back by it, thinking, well, what? Especially the ones that did go, because they're thinking, why is he talking to them? What what, what what why is he not made comments about the ones that was here? Was is there a problem here? And he's basically, um, so he's tried to go back, like I say, in his second. He's trying to say that he didn't dig him out. I think that's a load of nonsense. Me, I, I think he he knew exactly what he was doing. He's making a point. Of just basically saying, listen, because he used the words, we hope more more can come on the weekend. Thinking, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what I found cheeky. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's. I think it's. I think as well. Like, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not taking it. I'm not. But I don't feel like managers <laughs> should be saying no. It seems like you know, there's part of me that thinks, well, managers saying like, oh, you should come down to the ground. And I'm not going to make excuses for, for for fans not going to 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 the to the games, but there's there's like various reasons that fans might not be able to go to the games or whatever. And I don't think you can just start saying, "Well, you all need to start turning up," sort of thing, because it's like yeah. I think you know, city fans will go if city fans can get to the game, they'll go to the game. Do you know what I mean? I don't think they're going to need a, a motivational talk from the manager. Yeah, and I just yeah think exactly. Like, you know, and you know what as well. Yeah, and yeah, sorry, sorry, Jay. No, no, no. Yeah, and it's like obviously, like online, I've seen a lot of city fans talking about the ticketing system in it. How it's like yeah. they're in queues for hours and hours, and it's not easy as well. And obviously, it's not it's expensive in it. Like, do you know what I mean? We've got to look at city's fan base in general in it. A lot of them are local people in it, like working class people. They're not got money to spend every week fifty quid here, fifty quid there. Especially at, at the times we're living in now as well. Do you get me? So you have to take all that into account, and that's why I found it a bit. A bit spiky from Pep in it, like he was. I don't know what type of reaction he, he was wanting, but he got it in it. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's like he's got an edge. All managers have got an edge to him. All the successful managers, yeah. Fergie, yeah. Pep, Mourinho, when he used to win everything, um, you know, Van Gaal when he used to win things, Klopp, they've all got that edge. People think they're all happy and like you know, like happy go lucky. They're not. Do you know? You need that edge to, to be a successful manager, I think. And everyone's always had it. Every successful yeah. manager's always had that little bit of. Spike, I just think sometimes you, you, you pick your battles, don't you? Like you pick when there is a reason to kick off or to maybe get a bit of a rallying cry. And I also think it helps when it's you against them. 
like it's us against others rather than us against each other, if that makes any sense. You know, like yeah. if you're having a dig, like you remember when City had that thing with UEFA and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're being picked on, this isn't fair, it's us against the world. If you rally your troops like that and circle the wagons and everyone's like, you know what, no one likes us, we don't care, we're going to use this to spur us on and, and win this thing and sh- prove them all, all wrong, I get it. But when you start going like, oh, why are you not coming to the game or why is this? And then people are like, I'm not into, and even though I laughed at it, I'm not into having to explain yourself and not going to a football match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not into that. I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I go, I, I do my, I've done my rip as a United fan, go into games, but, you know, I don't go to many aways anymore. I rarely, I rarely go to aways, but I'm not about to tell people why I'm not going. I don't feel like I have to justify myself and talk about babysitters and prices and tickets. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do that. And I don't think... Yeah, that, do, you know what it's, do you know what it is as like, well? Yeah, you know what it is as well? Because obviously with City now, like they've got a lot of rival fans that like Mike said before that come with this talk of empty ad and things like that. So all Pep did was just put more food on those rival fans' plate. Do you know what I mean? That's all he did really in essence. Because all rival fans are going to do is start mocking and start trying to post pictures and why is your manager saying come to the game and boom, boom, boom. So all all, all, um, Pep's done is basically give everybody else ammunition to continue battling City fans over that stuff. You get me? So I just think it was a bag on. I don't yeah, think it was yeah, a bag of nonsense. I don't, think, I don't think he cares about any of that, to be honest with you. I don't think <laughs> yeah. he I don't, I, I don't think he... I don't know. I, there's a better part of me that thinks the fact that he's winning trophies and the fact that he's he's, he's playing a, a nice brand of football, I feel he, there's a bit of him that thinks, right, OK, he can communicate to the fans in, in how he wants, go about the job how he wants, which is, in a way, he's kind of right, in it. Um but all that whole rival fans outside, I don't think he he because like you said, he he could have jumped on any forum or he could have if 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 that was the issue, he could have done it in a number of other ways. But the fact that he's just won six three, looked around and said, um, I, I wish we could have uh, more more fans there the weekend. And the mad thing is as well, nobody and that usually on the Champions League now and a lot of the early games you do see sweeping gaps. Actually, on 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 the other night there, that wasn't the case. So it was more of a shock because people looking around thinking, actually, this isn't actually bad. So I don't know where that number of thirty eight k come from because that seems way over. I've been in there when there's been like forty k, forty forty five k, and you can see the top of level freeze half empty. But that wasn't the case. So I don't know where that numbers come from. Uh, but obviously they're saying that's the official figure. But he's yeah, for him to to make a draw attention to that, it was okay. It's not going to make one eye up when we play. He was Club Bruges at home in the other group game in a few weeks. If people don't want to go to watch us play Club Bruges, they're not going to go. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's, it is. What and it's not like, and it's not, and it's not like you've got two hundred thousand fans on the waiting list that are, will fill in any gaps if fans don't turn up. Do you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. You have to take into like put it into perspective of, of kind of like City's fan base and it's big in Manchester but in general like there's not a lot of I wouldn't I don't particularly think there's a, a big swathe of Tories fans. I think it's growing and it's growing because City have been more successful but compared to United's Tories fans I think it's on a different level isn't it? So if a lot of like say local United fans don't want to go the Tories fans that would just fill them gaps easy. Do you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is but that kind of led into then Saturday came along Southampton match at home and you're thinking, okay, I don't we don't know what Pep was kind of calling for, but how how did it go for you, Mike? Because you're looking at it thinking, what kind of performance? Because the performance was dead. Let's just have it right, innit? It weren't a good performance. Southampton came to do what they needed to do and they got out of there, innit? With with something in it. And obviously City 
for them, it wasn't really a good look at it. It wasn't a good result. So it just kind of seemed like Pep's comment, then the result, it all just kind of me, it all just put it on a downer for the blue side, innit? How, how was you seeing it? Yeah, to, to, uh, to, I agree with some of that. So you, you're quite right. In, in essence, we've come off the back of a good Champions League win. Um, and then he's come out after the game and decided to throw throw a bit of shade into the atmosphere. And that's kind of, they've had the media and rival fans carrying that all right the way through to, to the weekend. And then the team, we pretty much sell out. And the team turns up and, and performs like that, which it was shocking performance, to be honest with you. Um, uh, and I know a lot of fans are on some, there's, there's a big there's a big split at the minute with City fans about whether we should have signed a, a, a main striker. And I've been on air and said, yeah, I wish we had one, but it's not uh, desperate that we haven't got one. I'm still in that camp. The problem with a striker on the weekend, that, that, that we didn't even hardly create any chances. Um, it was just a poor, poor performance all around. There was a few few scary poor performances, like you say, Gudug and Fernandinho. Again, that Fernandinho looked leggy in that midfield. And in that area, that's one place you can't. And it was a very, very poor performance from him. Um, full-backs. I, don't, I can't think of anyone that I think, nah, they played, they had a great game. And so why, why, why do you why do you think that was though just 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 one of them days or do you think it's what it's something that's been brewing because I think you, and you said on Twitter that you think that you've not really seen a good performance yet from City. So I am so what I, so I don't think I've seen a performance yet from City. I don't think right we are we're fully at, but that rarely happens in the early parts of the season. That's happened in the early part of the season for a few years and that. So mm. and I just think I think I've said it on here before. I think the year after you win a title to go again. Is one of the toughest things in it, and I think that's gonna catch us this year. That's just in the back of my hand about catching us this year. And but and I think one of the reasons I think going back to Pep just slightly, he mentioned that um, he thinks that the guys will be tired. I'll be honest with you, uh, when he made that comment, I, I, I thought he'd try to take for a mug here. Like we made six yeah. changes, like we made yeah. six changes, and actually, if you decided to rest Jack Grealish and play Foden, who's not started a game yet. That would have been seven changes, so I'm not buying the tired excuse either. It was just a poor performance, um, and we didn't start playing until he brought on KDB and Phil Foden in that last ten minutes, and then we just started. We, we perked it up and got going. So to me, disappointing in, in every aspect. To be honest with you, I couldn't. Yeah, didn't create anything, and the penalty situation as well. That that, that we got away with one there because it came from a lackluster piece of play by Kyle Walker. And then obviously, yeah, he does them sometimes, don't he, Walker? Yeah, relieved the relieved VAR, made the right decision in the end. But to be fair, that could have gone the other way. I would have still been fuming if it went the other way, but I wouldn't have been surprised if he said, no, I'm sticking with my decision. Um, it, was just, it was just clumsy. Um, so, yeah, so just a, just a poor, poor game for me. And, uh, and like I said, uh, we've got to snap out of that quick because our next set of fixtures now, we play Wickham in the week in the Cup, which is in or there. But then, then we've got um, Chelsea... PSG and Liverpool back to back in our next few games, so we've got a tough run coming up. Um, yeah, yeah, a scary run coming up, which could mean we're either playing catch up or it's going to define our start to the season. Those next three games. Yeah, because last season you had a funky start as well, though, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? And then you kind of caught gear around Christmassy time, was it? And then New Year, you just powered on in it. So I don't know if you can get away with that again this season because Chelsea look 
look a bit mean, isn't it? United are up there as well, looking good in terms of results. And then, obviously, you've got Liverpool who look like they're back to Sutton this season. Do you know what I'm saying? So, overall, I think, obviously, Southampton... Could, can, listen, I've seen Southampton come to Old Trafford and cause problems. You get me? Like, we showed you with a minute, Jay, last season. Was it too all? Something mad Southampton, like now, well, yeah. well, oh, we beat them 9-0. But... Um, uh, away from what? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what, you which year was it? <laughs> <laughs> which now there was a year. There was a year. Then after thirty seconds. <laughs> oh yeah, that was last. Was it the season before them when we drew two all? It was one season yeah, when that yeah, one. Yeah. What's yeah, his name? We've drawn with him this season away from home, haven't we? Already. Yeah, one all. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, so yeah, yeah. I don't know about the ones about coming all traffic and causing problems, but yeah. <laughs> now, do you know what? Do you know what I'm thinking about? It was when. What's his name? Obafemi. <laughs> Do you yeah, remember, yeah, do you remember yeah, the, yeah, the last yeah, minute? Yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 yeah, you're right, you're all right, you're all right. They can be, they're a weird team, Southampton, aren't they? Because, like, yeah. we, we have them and, and obviously they've been battered by less than 9 0. But Harsen Hootel, you know, I don't think he's either a manager that's under that much pressure because he gets some good yeah. results. You know what I mean? Like, they beat, I think they beat the Scousers, like, Liverpool 1 0 and then lost the yeah. next six last season. I know Liverpool lost a lot of games last season, but it's that crazy thing with Southampton. And just from the outside looking in, I think that now, today, I know we'll move on to United in a bit, but when I see City dropping points that they shouldn't be dropping, you know you've got to take advantage of that. You know, because last yeah. season, what happened was everyone got excited, didn't they, when City had that pretty average start, and everyone was like, oh, City are going to struggle, and then they won 21 games on the trot, and then it's game over. You, you, you know, you, the, 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 that was like, basically, the league was wrapped up. And by the time we ended that, we won at the Etihad. It was almost too little, too late. And I think now when you look at it, you look at it and you think City have dropped points. You don't expect them to drop against, you know, a team they should be beating. We've got to make that count. Do you know what I mean? Because if they mm. drop points and then we drop points, we're going to be more disappointed. So, I mean, it's by the buying it during early, early in the, the season. You look at everyone's drop points. I just think that when one of the top teams, not just City, when Liverpool or when United or when Chelsea drop points that you don't expect them to, it's up to the others to, to take advantage of that because I think this, this is going to be a, a real free-for-all in terms of the title. I don't think it's going to be like we've seen with just two teams in it last couple of seasons. I think it could be them all four in the mix. And I think that, you know, it might even come down to how we get on against each other. You know, the four teams, yeah. I really do. I think yeah. it, might be that, it might be that sort of thing. I certainly, I've said it before to you guys, I certainly don't see a 98-point type winning title season I think it's going to be closer tonight. Um, so, yeah, when I see some of that, I'm just, my main thing there is we've got to use that and make sure that we do our job the next day or whenever that is. Yeah, yeah no, so, I hear that. I hear that still. Do you know what I mean? I think, obviously, Southampton could be a spiky team, in it? They've got a bit of pace and things like that. But moving on to United, um, result against West Ham. Now, I watched that game, and to be quite honest with you, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think United played well. I think Mason Greenwood was top-notch, though. I think, I think do you know what? Yeah, when you watch Mason, yeah, and you watch him play and watch what he does. And he does the simple things effectively. Do you get me? Like, his movement's right, his runs are right, his cleverness. And he's very technically secure on the ball. So, I thought he was a very, very standout player for Man United. Um, obviously, last-minute winner, um, Jesse Lingard, top corner. Can talk about Jesse all day. Yeah. And then, obviously, the penalty. Big save from David De Gea. So, overall, going to West Ham, three points, getting out of there. With, with, do you know what I mean? Because it didn't look like it was like United were going to get anything. My only kind of gripe with it, in a sense, is I think still Oli is still trying to win games with just individual brilliance in it. But we'll get it's into philosophy and stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? In a bit. I don't know how you've seen it, Jay, but that's how yeah. I see it with, with Oli at the moment. 
I, I hear what you're saying. I think, like, just to touch slightly on the, you know, you look at the European game, massively disappointing, individual errors, and also Oli overdoing it for me with the subs and everything, and people are questioning it going into this game going, you know, he's under pressure every time he gets a bad result, Oli, anyway, but people going, you know, does he mess about too much? Does he, you know, does he trust too many players that he shouldn't have, shouldn't trust and not, and ones he should trust not enough, if that makes sense. So you go in this yeah. game, and I think it was like a game of a little bit of redemption for a few players. I know that sounds a little bit melodramatic, but you look at Aaron Wambasaka in midweek, he got sent off. I thought he played well against West Ham. Much better, much better. Better going forward as well. There's a massive question mark about him going forward, but he was, um, he was decent today. Also, Jesse Lingard makes the mistake for, the, um, for the, the winner over in Switzerland for young boys. Gets the winner today. So that's for him. And even David De Gea, 40 penalties he's faced. 40 penalties he's not saved. That's unreal. You think someone would miss a penalty in 40 penalties, just hit the bar yeah. or something. But he's like, you know, he's, he's got one of the worst records ever. But he, again, you know, especially after the Europa League final when people were sort of blaming him, I don't think it was his fault we lost that. That's another story. So he gets, you know, a last minute save. Going back to your point, though, has Ollie got a philosophy? Has he got? I think there's a touch of the Fergies with Ollie. And when I say this, you know, I'm not saying he's, he's in Sir Alex Ferguson's class because he's not. One good thing that Sir Alex Ferguson was able to do was to get to know how to handle players man management-wise. And I think that's all his best attribute. I think he can manage players well. I think he can get the best out of certain players. He's handled Pogba well. He's handled other players well. And even like today, Jesse Lingard, most people would have, myself included, going, what's he doing coming on? But Oli must have thought, you know what, A, he wants to prove something against the team he's been at, and B, he wants to prove something after his midweek problems. And he did. He stepped up today. I think with Oli, for me, He's just got to make certain decisions in bigger games, right? We've got this massive, re- this mad record of coming back from behind. Is it thirty-five points we've co- we've got from from coming yeah. from behind, which is a record? But games like the one in Europe, like the one in, against young boys, like the one in Europa League final, like certain other big games we've seen last season, especially, it's just those little tactical decisions that sometimes he's found wanting in, and that's what he needs to get right if he's going to have success at Manchester United. But, but with her, I hear that, and but for a manager, shouldn't he already have that? He's been a manager for how many years now, yeah? Now, me personally, I'm one of them in it. Like, Oli, like the young boys, let's go back to the young boys for a hot set, yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't think, I don't think Oli makes changes quick enough. I've seen him do it. Villarreal, he played, what, 100 minutes with the same 11 or something crazy yeah. like that, yeah, before he made a change. I remember Crystal Palace away, United, he didn't make a change for ages. I think he's too slow to make changes. When he's, I've seen Jose Mourinho pull off guys after 20 minutes. Do you understand me? I've seen, I've seen Pep leave big guys on the bench do you know what I'm saying? I've seen Roberto Mancini sub on Rubinho and then sub him off. Again, do you get me? So, yeah, yeah. when, for example, young boys, Ronaldo was on that pitch. United were never going to hold up the ball with Ronaldo. They were under the cosh. You should have took off Ronaldo a lot earlier and then brought on Mason who can run the channels and who can bag a goal out of nothing. So, it's just these little tactical things that he, that I don't think he's got in it. And like, so certain times now, so West Ham now away. Obviously, he's gone with the McFred thing and that. And United had most of the Let's, not, of the let's not get you started on McFred. Hey, yeah, it's not, <laughs> I, I, United, do you know what I mean so I think Ollie's good with players but that's what we've got player, player liaison officers for and all them type <laughs> of things but you know do you understand me like if we're talking management in-game management I think that's the point where Ollie's a bit slack and this season for me he has to prove that do you know what forget my, my last eight years forget my last two years in United I am that guy you get me I think he has to do that this season and it's going to be interesting because Ronaldo's a big, powerful star, isn't it? Like in terms of his aura and his status, and Oli's gonna have to manage that 
carefully. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got Cavani there, you know, and Cavani's no mug. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you've got your young kid Mason, who who whose who ceiling's very high. So it's going to be interesting in it as the season goes on. But back to the West Ham game, I didn't think it was great, as I said earlier on. David De Gea has kind of saved Ollie again because there would have been an inquest. There would have been. Oh, do you know what I mean? As there always is. And I don't want to sound bitter because I can say this because we won. But I'm not having that yeah. there was none of them was a penalty against Ronaldo. I'm not having it. No, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah honestly, like, two of them Martin at least Atkinson, were penalties. Martin Atkinson, mate. I said it. I said it when the game kicks off. I can't stand that guy. I still, I'm still angry at him from Stamford Bridge in 2010. I am that bitter. I hold on to these things. <laughs> uh, it cost us a title then against Chelsea. And I just like for me, I don't understand the VAR thing. Why you're not looking at it again? Why that? The penalty gets flagged up for against us. Okay, fair enough. I thought it was a penalty, to be honest with you. Luke, Luke Shaw. In the, the modern day game, you do that, you get a penalty against you. But then both the Ronaldo ones, he goes, no penalty. And there's no look. There's no no one's had a word with him. So you want to have a look at it again. He doesn't go over to the monitor. That's just it. And Zuma, you could, you could see it with Zuma on it, especially the second one. He thought, I've got away with this one. He was laughing. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, mate. I just thought, yeah. David De Gea, yeah, you're right. He rescued Ollie. But I think he rescued Martin Atkinson from a massive inquest because I would have been fuming about that because for me it was just I don't know if it was a Ronaldo thing you know where it's like is his reputation going before him and people think he's looking for it but I thought that, that, that both of them for me were, were, were penalties and the, I think the second one definitely 100% I don't know how you can watch that and think it's not yeah it's, it's one of them isn't it like this season and it's going to be like I said it's going to be an interesting season but let's talk about like the philosophies that Ollie's got yeah and we, we, we all know about Pep's philosophy. See, my thing's this, yeah? If, if, if I went into Pep's office, yeah, and opened his cabinet on his coaching files, I'd know what to expect. I know what to, I know, I know what I'd see. If I went into Big Sam's office and opened his coaching cabinet, I know what I'd find. If I went into Diego Simeone's, I know what I'd find. If I went to Jose Mourinho's, I know, I'd even go into Graham Potter's office, <laughs> open his cabinets, yeah, and I'd know what I'd find. With Oli, if I went into his cabinet, I have no idea, yeah, what I'd find in his cabinet. I don't know. I can't work out yet. I can't see what his philosophy is now. The question is, does it matter? Does it actually matter that I don't know what's in his cabinet? Does it actually matter that when I'm watching a match against West Ham, I don't see good combinational play. I don't see a philosophy, but we've got the three points. Do you get me? I don't know how you boys see it. Mike, you, you watch Pep every week, innit? Yeah? You've seen him have a philosophy. When you was watching Mark Hughes, yeah? Did it bother you? Yeah, um, from, from so from a from a philosophy type. So we've been since so Mark. Let's just get around. So Mark Hughes wasn't the the, the shaking. The guys didn't appoint him in it. Um, he came before their area, but they didn't sack him straight away. They gave him a look. And like I said, I think I said it before, every managerial appointment that the shakes made since they've been here, they've won the league. It's just a fantastic. Uh, thing and they've embedded this. They've always wanted to get a philosophy going from 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 early doors. A brand of that's what they've always talked about. A brand of football, a way of playing, and obviously, as you know, they've brought in the um, Texi and, and the the old Barcelona contingent, and which was always pointing towards Pep coming in. So yeah, if we go back to Mark Hughes, I used to turn up to games there, and I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. To be fair, it, <laughs> I, 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 so when he when he went on to other clubs and was struggling. I weren't surprised because we, what one one thing that they, that our sheet got banned that got got not with um, our, um, our owners got not with was how can they got rid of Mark Hughes if he'd been given a chance he would have won the league and I was I was adamant absolutely no chance would he have won anything he was a terrible what I used to see I thought he was terrible and then when he, his other job where he went on to 
proved me right. Um, so yeah, not at all. But then obviously I had Mancini, he was a different way of playing than Pellegrini and um, and Pep. But me personally, I, I quite enjoyed that stint under Mancini. It was a bit more, it's a, it was such a thing as a bit more traditional British and stuff. It was just a bit more up and at him. It wasn't, we, we built up from the back, but it wasn't in the same way as we do with Pep and Pellegrini. Um, and I quite liked it, to be honest with you. I liked it. It was kind of fast, fast approach, but I've very, it was very clearly understood. We had the, the two holding midfield. It's a bit like your McSauce, if you want to call it, Fredo, whatever you want to call it. But obviously, it was mm-hmm. Nigel Young and Gareth Barry at that point. And that, it was a good combination. They worked off each other well and, and, and done a, a great job in there. Um, so, in terms of philosophy, we all know what we're getting with Pep in it. You don't even have to be a safe. And any, any football fan on the real knows the type of football that Pep's going to bring to you. The blueprints set out and you know exactly what you're getting. Whereas United, I've said this for a while, when I watch United, since since Fergie's left, even when Fergie was there, I, I felt Fergie was just more of an adapter. He, he didn't, he set up for the game ahead, didn't he? He didn't have a one set way of playing. He just set up for the opposition. And, and I, I've had this with United fans before. I, I think, personally, this is my opinion, Fergie would struggle in the modern game. Um, in, what, in, what, in what sense? So, I think the type of player, he, he was specific about the type of player that he had in the team and it, they all had to be adaptable, which I think is less of in the modern game anyway now. And also, the fact that United, even the Fergie, United tended to struggle on the teams that had a very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A possession-based scheme, but a high-level possession-based scheme. I've seen Fergie struggling against what you call mediocre European teams that could keep the ball well in it. Um, yeah. He just had better players eventually and that's what kind of got him through in a lot of European games. So, I think in this modern area, it's just my opinion, I think Fergie... Is that, that's, that's... Hang on a minute, though. Hang on. Like, I think that's harsh. Like, you know... When I you say struggle, at me, one sec, when like, I say struggle, I don't mean bottom of the league or anything like that. No, I but, just mean the success rates wouldn't be as high. The, 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 the two times we won the Champions League... You know, we faced Van Gaal's Barcelona. We faced um, the Bayern Munich team that went on to win, what was it, two Champions Leagues in the next five years. We faced, in 2008, we faced Rijkaard's Barcelona team that had just won it two seasons before. And they, those were amazing teams. And Fergie, you know, we, 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 we were good for our wins. Those were over, you know, two legs. We played the, U, we played the Juve team with the likes of Zidane and Davids and Inzaghi. So I think, like, it, the idea that Fergie couldn't, you know, mix it up with, with top, top level teams. We did that. You know, we were talking the other week about the only, t- you know, you were saying like United should have won more Champions Leagues and I give you that. But I think the times we've done it, we've, we did it the hard way. You know, we well, faced the time, well, top, top teams. That, the times we did it was against the Bayern Munich team, which a good team at the time, but they were, you wouldn't consider them to be um, top of their football, top to top, like a, a, good, a great possession-based side at that time. And then the other time it was Chelsea, so... Yeah, but we played, we played, we played, we played, we played Barcelona. Wembley. I remember in the semis. So most one-way Champions League final I've ever seen in my life. Not the way. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's no, not really, is it? No, 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 2013 wasn't some magical time in medieval times. It was only like, you know, eight years ago, whatever, that he won the title. It's not like football's massively yeah, changed on. then. Yeah, like, but hold on, lads. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, but but the, 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 the point is, yeah, is that 
does the philosophy matter? So we're talking about um, Fergie. Did he have a philosophy on? I personally don't think Fergie had a philosophy. I personally think if he had a philosophy, he would have employed David Moyes. Do you get me? I wouldn't have recommended David Moyes. Do you understand? Because when you have a philosophy, you want. You, do you know what I'm saying? Like you want to yeah, continue yeah. that. I just think. Like, I just think Fergie was pragmatic no, and he was very good at what he did. We are talking about pure tactical philosophy. Now we had this argument with Van Gaal when he took over because he always used to bang on about his philosophy, and he talked. Yeah. He spoke about his philosophy being like a belief, almost like a way yeah. of life. He spoke about the tea lady believing his philosophy. It was about the way the club was run. And people used to be yeah. like, what is he on about? And I see journalists tripping over themselves trying to work out his philosophy. And it was almost meaningless. Yeah. It wasn't just about how he set teams up. It was about how the club was run, how everyone carried themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you represented yeah, this club, yeah. this is how you're going to be. And I think there was an element that with Fergie, he expected you to have certain attributes as a player, as a person, and as, uh, as an individual with Man United. Going back to your thing of can Fergie, I think that was one of Fergie's greatest assets. I think if you look at the, the success he had, you know, from Aberdeen to United, from the 80s through to the 90s, through to the modern era, I think he could adapt. I think he was certain times, I'm not going to pretend that certain games, tactically, he got it wrong in Europe especially. But I think that was his big attribute. He could adapt really well. And I think he did it really well. In terms of his philosophy, I think he adapted it in terms of, you know, a footballing style. In the early 90s, it was all about wingers, Kinchelski, Giggs, Sharp, getting, you know, down that, down those wings. Moulded a little bit when Beckham came in. It changed slightly a little bit. And then towards the end, it was more about free strikers or free attackers, I should say. You know, your Tevez, your Rooney's, your Ronaldo's or your Van Persie's, your Chicharito's, your Ronaldo's. So I think he changed it. I think the difference between someone like Fergie and Pep is Pep's had a philosophy pretty much all his managerial career. Pressing, tick attacker type play, and it's you know it's worked wherever he's gone and he's stuck with it. But that, but, that, but, but Jay, yeah, but Jay, but that's the point, isn't it? That that's you that's the point. Arsene Arsene Wenger, yeah, had his style mm. of football. Doesn't change yeah. if anything. Jose Mourinho's got a style of football. Doesn't yeah. change it. Big that's Sam's got problem. a style of football. That's their problem. Do you understand though, me? That's in their problem. Like Jose, people thought he would have longevity. Jose, I remember chatting to people when he was at Chelsea saying he's going to dominate for the next 20, 30 years, whatever. 25 years the same way Fergie has. And he hasn't he hasn't been able to adapt with the times. You look at Jose's career the last four years, it's just been getting worse. And now he's at Roma and he's doing all right. But if you'd have said to me 10 years ago, Jose Mourinho's going to be at Roma in 10 years, and I told you, you were mad. And I said, there's no way. Jose Mourinho's going to get sat by Tottenham. I said, he wouldn't even go to Tottenham. He's not been able to adapt. Wenger didn't adapt. Wenger won the title in 2004. Oh, all right, Jay. Didn't win it again for Yeah, all right, all right. Years. So... Yeah, but no manager goes goes fifty years winning throughout the whole time, in it. Because there's going to come a point where their style of football or their belief and philosophy, or whatever, yeah, dies off in it, and that's just the way of life, in it. But what I'm asking you now, then, as a United fan, do you want to go to Old Trafford yet yeah, and see United under Oli play a certain way, or are you are you all right going to the stadium not knowing what you're going to expect? Because I kind of believe Mike goes to the Etihad and knows exactly what's going on. Do you understand me? Like before he even goes yeah. to the stadium, so. Is that something that you want at United or doesn't it matter to you? So long as the game's won, whether that's a launching option. Go on. You've, I've got to be honest with you guys on this on this podcast. I'm at the stage where if Manchester United was to nil one nil every game and win the title, I'd stomach that. I'll be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? It's getting to that point now where I'm watching cities and Liverpool's win titles and I'm like, nah, come on. <laughs> Anything just to get us <laughs> over the line. Do you know what I mean? Was you all right when, because obviously that first year, maybe or second year, Marino won a bit of stuff. Was you all right with that? First, his first year, 
His first year. Yeah, when he won yeah. playing the yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, you know, when you look back at that year, it's a good point because that year was awful. The football was terrible. We finished sixth in the league. I was watching us getting beat off dross like Hull and Swansea or whatever it was, and just you know, you know your bread and butter games week in, week out of the league. They're the games you go into, aren't you, every week? And it was horrible. But we'd have these cup games like where we'd turn up and we had on this run in the Europa. And at the end of the season, you know, you, you don't I look back at that season, I don't remember the, the, the defeat to Hull away. I remember Stockholm. I remember lifting the Europa League. And you look back at it and you go, okay, it was the, it was worth the miver. Do you know what I mean? It was worth sitting through all that nonsense because at the end it was like the, a good feeling. And I'm all right, I'm all right with that I can stomach. But if you're gonna have that, if you're gonna have a, a system where the football ain't great, then you need to win things. Now, actually, I think with Oli, the football is entertaining for two reasons. One, it's a little bit devil may care defensively at times, which, you know, we saw it today. We concede a lot, but we come back and, and, and can score more goals. So that's all right. But ultimately, I'm only going to stomach it if it's successful. Jose's second season, I couldn't stomach it because I'm not, I'm not having it was good finishing second. We were 19 points behind City. That's not good. Do you know what I mean? Like people can say, oh, United finished second. It was never a title race. And you're watching crap football and not having a title race or winning anything. That's not acceptable. So in answer to your question, I know I've gone round the houses a little bit here. I would stomach it if it's successful. If I can stomach not having a philosophy. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, if it gets I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit different. Yeah, I'm a bit different to yeah. you as a United fan. I, I, I believe in style and success. And I think that's what Liverpool have had with Klopp. I think they've had a certain style okay. and success. I think that's what Tuchel's got at Chelsea. I think he's got a certain style of success. Yeah. I think that's what Pep's got at City. He's got a certain style and success. And I think United's problem is the wandering around like a stray dog, yeah? They don't know what they are with no identity. Swansea have got an identity. But Bournemouth had an identity under, <laughs> under, 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 under Eddie Howe. Do you get me? So, for me personally, I can't stomach watching Man United play long balls to Fellini's chest. I can't, I can't stomach it. You know, it might win things, but I'm a happy... Yeah. No, I'm bored and I'm no. looking at it thinking, nah, it's not, it's I not Man United, is it? I won't, won't, won't criticise fans for thinking that. I will never criticise yeah. a fan who expects more from Manchester United or who wants a, a, you know, a style from Manchester United. And it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy when you watch City winning 6-3 or whatever in Europe and playing a certain way or the Scousers, um, you know, with Mane, Sané and... Um, sorry, yeah, but, yeah, but, Jay, but, and yeah but Jay, I hear what you're saying, right? But... The reason they are winning is because they have got coaches with philosophies. The reason, so they go in, so their recruitment then yeah. plays into that philosophy. Nah, so then, it, do you understand me? It does. And where, you know, where, I, I, whereas United, United's recruitment's been all over the place because they've not had, they haven't had a philosophy. They've had David Moyes who plays yeah. one way. Yeah. Then they had LVG who came with his yeah. Dutch Dutch style football. Then they had Jose who was a yeah. defensive manager, and now they've yeah. got Oli, who thinks he's an attacking manager, but still plays guys like Wambasaka and M M Fred in midfield. So yeah. United are a bit of a mixed match, mismatch. So it's no surprise to me United haven't won the league. It's no surprise to me they don't when they face the big clubs in the Champions League, they don't really get anywhere right now. Mm. And I think they need to find their identity and decide exactly what they are. United are too big a brand for people not to know what they are. Do you understand? So... It is what it is, isn't it? Like, it's different. It's the, I think, United, I think United is, is different think, to Chelsea. I think you, you make a good point. And you're right on all the managerial changes. You're right as well that you look at City and they're almost bringing in players before for the next manager. I think they're looking yeah. at Sterling and, and, and De Bruyne knowing that they're going to have Pep soon. I think they're looking at Liverpool going, we're going to get in Salah, knowing they're going to have Klopp. I think there's an element of we're going to get these players yeah. in for the manager. Where at United, it's been the other way around. The manager's come in and gone, I don't rate him, I don't rate him, get rid of him, bring me this guy, bring yeah. me that guy. And it's, it's been a mess. I've always said this, and I know I sound like a broken record, but this is the season Oli has to step up. He's in his third full season now. 
He's brought in players where he's had a window where you can't say he's not been backed. Yes, I would have liked to have seen a DM, but come on, we've brought in three first-team players, so don't be saying to me we can't challenge with that. So he has to deliver. Now, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, Mike. Sorry, man. Would you accept any philosophy? You've not really. Would you? No, I won't accept anything. Like, if you ask me, would I accept Big Sam's philosophy? No, but I'd accept Graham Potter's philosophy because there's a style and there's a style and way of playing football that I. Everyone's got their own style of, of the way they want to see football played in it, and I believe Manchester United have got a, a tradition of attacking of, of an attacking players with like with, within a system. Do you understand? So what I feel like. What manager do you think fits that philosophy right now in the mod in this game? I think Nagelsmann. I think Tuchel. I think these these two. I think United have missed missed the trip. So I think there's. If you just take those two for example, Nagelsmann and Tuchel, yeah, the young managers at the top of the game. Do you understand? They've managed egos. They've managed big clubs, and they've got an attacking style of football in it, and they know what they're doing, and they put plays into positions, yeah, for those for those for those specific reasons. And guess what? Do you know what I mean? They'll go on. Nagelman's at Bayern Munich now, so he's just kind of taking his first step up there. But Tuchel, he's gone there and he's, he's won things in it. So for me, that's what I would want to see. If you ask me, would I want Antonio Conte, for example, who does win? I, I, I'm not too sure. I think he's just a modern day Jose Mourinho, isn't it? Do you understand? Jose Mourinho's football isn't to my taste, but I, I can respect the fact that he wins football matches, isn't it? And I just think for Manchester United, the way they are and what's been set up in the history of the club, I think you have to play into that and tie into that because that's what they're known for. So getting in Jose Mourinho to lump balls forward was, was never going to last. It was always going to be for a short period of time, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. Mike, let me ask you a question. Now that you've got Pep and his philosophy, do you think it's his philosophy that kind of, inverted commas, wins matches? Or do you think it's just the players? Do you think any manager... Another, all right, put it this way. Do you think if Rafa Benitez was managing those same City players right now, he would achieve the same thing that Pep's has achieved? No. Or do you think Pep's no. philosophy is what gets you over the line? Pep, 100% Pep's philosophy um, on, on that. And uh, you make a good point. And this is why when this whole, he spends a lot of money. Yeah, he does spend a lot of money. He does this. I, I, I maintain this I maintain this argument till I, till I go to me, Grieve. We, City, have not signed a player, Pep, has not signed a player that we would sit here and go, actually, at the point of signing him, he's definitely in the top five players in the world. I mean, he is a... We've gone and snatched a, a Luis Suarez from Liverpool. or We've gone, We've not gone and took a player which, at, the, at that point in time in their career, they have been like, wow. So, for me, um, so I've heard arguments like, what about um, Mares and what about, what about Walker? I, I disagree with that. And to be fair, Walker's probably the only Walker's probably the only signing that we've made in the whole of the Sheikh's era that I don't think any other club could have gone out and bought. And that's pure nothing to do with his ability. That's more than going. That's more than the amount we spent on a right back at that time, and the fact you got to deal with Daniel Levy as well. I don't think any club could have gone in there. Every other player, Bernardo Silva could have easily ended up at a Spurs or a Liverpool. Mara, all, all all of our squad, David Silva at twenty mil at the time we bought him could have pretty much gone to. Any of the top clubs. So, I think it's down to Pep, 100%. I think he's got a system to the point which I touched on last week is why I'm sat, not sat on here going, we need a striker. We need a striker because the way how we play and the way our Pep sets up the team, he just makes sure people gets in the right areas. 
and, and it's more about yeah. having the right person in that area to finish off the chances as opposed to we need to go out and buy a dedicated number nine, in my opinion. So, 100% yeah. philosophy is what's getting us these all these trophies. No, I hear that. Okay, obviously, it ties into recruitment and everything like that. So, it's an interesting subject. I'm, I'm sure we're going to touch on it again in it, like, throughout the season because it is quite a big, a big, big subject. And obviously, United and City are kind of doing things slightly different. And we'll see at the end of this season, isn't it? Like, the rewards, City have already had the rewards of late. United are still trying to get there the last few years, you know what I'm saying? So, like Jay said, isn't it? It's a big, big, big season for Oli, isn't it? So, but yeah, man, it's been an interesting week, you get me, like, on the blue side and the red side. But um, this weekend, there was a point there for City and three points in the gaff for Manchester United, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, lads, enjoy the rest of the week and that, you get me? And we'll be back here next week. Like I said, it's me, Pundit J. J. Motty, Stretford, Paddock, Big Red, and then Mike's off the block. Big City fan, Etihad boy. You get me? We're gone. Sports Social Podcast Network.